Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI, Managed Services, and EMC. I'm your host today, Dominic Rainey. Nicole Toptosh is, uh, couldn't join us this morning, so uh, we look forward to having Nicole in the studio next week. So let's get it started, and uh, let's introduce our guests today. Uh, first, uh, we've got uh, from Atlanta Mission, Britton Clark, their media relations manager. And also on our panel, we have Indigo Triplet. She is the CEO of Careers in Transition. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Indigo, why don't you get the show started by telling us a little bit about Careers in Transition and what you do there. Well, Careers in Transition is a 20-year-old performance management company, and we work primarily with the federal government um, in areas of human resources, leadership development, executive coaching, and things like that. But even though we work with the federal government, we're based here primarily in Atlanta, while most of our clients are in D.C. Excellent, excellent. What, what inspired you to start Careers in Transition? Well, after doing um, many, many projects, I'm a project manager by heart, and after doing many projects for many companies over the years, I've realized I can do this for myself. And so I just sat down one day with a Rolodex, and I don't even think our listeners would know what a Rolodex is any longer, but I sat down with a Rolodex and started going through saying, hey, I'm a hired, hired hand. I can come in and do some things for you. And I just started my company. I hate to say it, but I do remember Rolodex. <laughs> Indigo, uh, so starting your own business, has that changed your life much? Oh, my gosh, immensely. Because my company, I've been very fortunate. My company really helps people. We change lives. We change organizations. And you cannot change an organization or someone's life without changing your own for the better. Uh, what, are the, what are the main steps for, for starting when you start to t taking on starting your own business? To, and, and what does it take to take it to the next level? Well, there's three things that I would recommend to take it to the next level. One is to be very prudent about how you spend your money. Um, the one thing that I hear a lot of startups and people who've been in business for a while will say is that they don't have enough money to hire top talent. Well, you really want to have enough money to be able to hire some talent, even if it's not top talent, and you can develop people into top talent. The next thing you want to do is be able to give. I really believe in the power of reciprocity. I really believe in universal law, that the more you give, the more you get. So as you are giving, and it doesn't have to be just financially, give of yourself to others, help others. Just the other day I got an, an email asking would I mentor someone, not even knowing who it would be, but be in a mentoring program. I decided I would do it because I believe that helps grow your business because it's growing you. Um, like I said, the universal law of reciprocity. And then the third thing is really give top quality product. If nothing else, give more than what you say you're able to give your client. When you're able to give them the products that they did not expect, um, that will grow your business. Well, Indigo, you know, a lot of people are still working for a company. You own a company. Uh, what advice would you give uh, to people who are still working at a company? Well, I'm going to be very, I'm going to try to be realistic about this. One thing is that um, you want people to say you can stay in your business in moon, moonlight. But in all honesty, if you really believe in what you can do and you really have the right products, the right services, take a leap of faith. Get out there and do it. 
Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything waiting for me. I didn't have clients. I actually took a leap of faith. And so um, if you really believe that you have what it takes, get out there. It, the net will appear, I promise you. Um, it, will it be mean and lean? Yeah, it's definitely going to be mean and lean for a little bit. But it will catch up and you will uh, make things happen. And I can say this because 18 years ago, I was sitting in my basement looking at um, the, the, the duck the lighting, the, 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 the bare walls. And now I have a company where it's a multi-million dollar company. And it's because I really believed in what I can do and my clients believed in what I can do. The entrepreneurial spirit. Very much so. So Indigo, what, what is the toughest part about being an entrepreneur? I would say being a solopreneur initially. And being a solopreneur is somebody who is by themselves as an entrepreneur. You're pretty much isolated. So one of the things that I tell people is you got to get out. It's almost like dating. Um, unless you want to date a cable guy, you can't stay home. You got to get out and meet people and get people to know who you are and what you have to offer and brand yourself. So being an entrepreneur means being a solopreneur initially, but getting out and making sure people know who you are. Is there actually a, you know, a point in time when you realize, is there an aha moment when you realize that you're really onto something and it's going to work? When you start getting paid. When you start getting paid, that's your <laughs> aha moment on your way to the bank. And the thing is, um, you need to really understand that it's going to work out. There are going to be mean and lean times. But if you just understand that it, it's, it's a process, it's a building process. And, and I, I think you understand, Dominic, because you, you've been in business development. It took a while before you really started developing those clients who trusted you. But it was a process. And once it clicks, it's, it's just up from there. Excellent. Excellent. We're speaking with Indigo Triplett. She is the CEO of Careers and Transitions. Uh, so, Indigo, what, what, what would you say is the biggest thing that professionals lack to their, you know, what's What's the thing that affects them mostly in terms of detrimental things to, to professionals today? Okay, so here's a shameless plug. I have two books called Playing by the Unwritten Rules, and I think what is detrimental to all professionals, especially first-generational successes, and what I mean by first-generational successes, I would venture to say that you may be a first-generational success, Dominic, meaning you are much further along in your career than your father or your mother had ever achieved. And because of that, when something happens, when a game is played or someone makes a, a, a very um, detrimental move that may you know, deter your, your career path, you may call your parents and they don't know what to say to you because they haven't been where you are. So playing the game, I think, is one of the things that is most difficult for, for professionals, especially professionals who are over 30, because very often the jobs that we have, our parents weren't afforded. And so they can't sit down and say, you know, Dominic, the next time you go into a board meeting, make sure you say this or that, because they weren't in those board meetings. We're in those board meetings, and we're taking hits that sometimes we don't know how to you know, bounce back from or what to do with them. So I, if, if, you, if I have to really pinpoint the detrimental part, it would be how to play the game. Career pitfalls, how to avoid them? How to avoid them. How, how to not fall down and not get back up, because the whole thing is I get back up and I know how to fight the good fight. Excellent, excellent. Indigo, let's, fill, let's play fill in the blank. The best, the best life advice that you could give anyone, is, is there something like uh, fill in the blank there? It's to be philanthropic. No matter what your income level is, you have to give. You have to give of your treasure, your tenth, and your time. 
And when you do that, it all comes together for you. So, uh, you know, what are, what are the kinds of initiatives that are taking place in uh, careers in transition today? Oh, my God, I'm so excited about something that we're doing right now. We just got a huge contract with the federal government where we're actually placing um, interns in a federal agency. And these internships are all over the country. You may end up in Hawaii. You could end up in Portland, Oregon. You could end up in Washington, D.C. And we not only pay you for this internship, but we pay for your housing and your travel. Now, no one does that. I mean, most internships you're hoping to get paid for. But these internships are helping you with either management, human resources, IT, health, uh, many different areas. And we're picking up students from across the country. So I'm really hoping that we can just get a groundswell of students around the country at different colleges. And the thing is, it's a full-time internship um, that's for both undergraduate and graduate level. When I say undergraduate, they can actually come from a technical school as well, especially if there's an IT technical school or a health type care technical school. But you have another group, Indigo Insights. Yes. So what, what, uh, what's the difference? What are uh, noteworthy developments for in, Indigo Insights? Well, Indigo Insights is a nonprofit. Um, what I have found over the years is that I was giving money so much, I was creating scholarships around the country. And my accountant said, if you're going to give this kind of money, you really need to become a nonprofit. Well, I didn't want my company to become a nonprofit, so I just spun off and started Indigo Insights. And one of the first things that we did, we did a networking um, initiative a couple of weeks ago. And it's going to be bi-monthly over at Gordon Biersch down in Midtown. And what I believe, once again, I, once again, I believe in universal law, that networking is about reciprocity. Networking is about not what, can, not what someone can do for me, but what I can do for others. So what, what people said about this networking that just happened is that they were so refreshed and they felt so revived because we had activities where not only did you go around talking and pitching your company, but you also pitched yourself. And people would then try to figure out, how can I help you? So I think I'm going to create a movement here in Atlanta where people are coming to this networking event to not only move their career forward, but to help others move their career forward. Uh, who can best uh, benefit from your organization? Well, Careers in Transition would be any organization that needs leadership, development, coaching, and, and organizational change. Indigo Insights is for any professional trying to move their career forward. Okay, great, great. We're, we've been listening to Indigo Triplett. She's the CEO at Careers in Transition and Indigo Insights. Indigo, uh, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you and your organization to find out more about you and uh, how they might be able to get involved. Well, I invite you to go to our website at www.career-transition.com. And that's where you can find out more information about the um, internship program. And then for our nonprofit, you can go to Indigo Triplet at www.indigotriplet.com, I-N-D-I-G-O-T-R-I-P-L-E-T-T.org. Thank you, Indigo. We appreciate what you do in the business community and also for your philanthropic uh, uh, efforts as well. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. This was great. Excellent, excellent. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by CDI Managed Services. 
and EMC. Next up on our broadcast, we have Britton Clark with Atlanta Mission. Welcome to the show, Britton. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Hey, give us some background on Atlanta Mission and what you do there. Yeah, so Atlanta Mission started in 1938. Uh, we are the largest and longest-running homeless service provider in Atlanta. Um, we are one of the top uh, homeless service providers in the country. We serve about 1,100 men, women, and children every night across five campuses in Atlanta and northeast Georgia. Um, so we offer services anywhere from overnight emergency shelter um, to transitional housing or a 12-month residential recovery program. Excellent. Britton, uh, if someone was to hear about Atlanta Mission for the first time, let's say, uh, what, what, what should they know about your organization? Yeah, uh, well, first I would say that we are for the city. We're in the city. We're one of the um, only homeless service providers that's, that's been in the city uh, for the entire duration of our existence. Um, you know, we haven't moved away. We've, we've made a, uh, a point to create roots in the city and, and really serve the city because, you know, we are, we're on a business radio show right now. And we believe that our residents and our guests are the future of our city. And so we want to continue to pour back in their life um, so that they can be that future of our business of Atlanta. And so um, we, we put about 700 men and women back to work last year um, in Atlanta, um, which, is, which is an amazing number. Um, and so we believe in transforming through Christ the lives of those facing homelessness. That's our mission statement. Um, we don't force uh, our religious beliefs on anybody, but that's just the model uh, that we serve them through. And so, uh, you know, we are, we are excited about the transformation that's happening at Atlanta Mission. And so uh, we'll talk more in detail about some of the things that we're doing here this afternoon. Excellent, excellent. Britton, uh, I don't know how you want to answer this in terms of your organization and scope and size, but give us some idea of the magnitude of your, of your organization. Yeah. Like I said, we have five campuses. Um, oh. So we, you know, we serve about 1,100 men, women, and children across those five campuses. Not all campuses have overnight, um, overnight uh, beds or, or rooms. Um, we only have a couple of campuses that serve overnight residents. But um, we have a variety of campuses that serve various needs of our residents from day shelters um, to transitional housing facilities or um, a 10 to 12 month residential recovery program that, op that operates similar to a college environment. So the residents go through classes, they meet with a counselor, a, a social worker, um, and then they sleep and eat on uh, the premises. And then we have about 130 full-time and part-time employees at Atlanta Mission. Um, and we've got five thrift stores in Metro Atlanta. So we've got five ministry locations, five thrift stores, and we operate with a staff that is about 130. Wow, that's a significant one. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that we're, we're that large. I mean, we've been around for 75 years. This is our 75th anniversary of... Uh, serving Atlanta. And so, you know, we like to consider ourselves the oldest startup nonprofit in Atlanta because we are old and we are a staple for the city, but a lot of people don't know uh, that we're as large as we are. And so over the past couple of years, we've tried to take some large steps to uh, get the word out. You've been the media relations manager for a couple of years now. Uh, you strike me as a, a very young professional. 
yeah. man, uh, and, and you came from the corporate world. What, what made yeah. you leave the corporate, corporate world? So I'm young, but I've been in business for a while. I uh, went to, similar to Indigo, I went to broadcast school and went to Elon University and went to school for broadcast and actually went into broadcast for a couple of years, worked with um, a local Fox affiliate up in Charlotte, and then uh, transitioned to, to the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, and I worked with them for a couple of years in their media department. Um, and then after that, I, I realized that, um, you know, the in front of the camera, local media, um, job wasn't really for me and I moved into more of the corporate media relations and I uh, got an amazing job with Red Bull North America and as you know Red Bull is the energy drink um, but Red Bull is is very unique because they create their own media uh, similar to Mercedes-Benz or um, like a uh, a Virgin Airlines you know they've they've got a media company that is a part of their brand and so I came in and I, uh, I worked with them for almost four years. And I helped them do PR, uh, digital media, social media, um, interactive marketing. And it really catapulted my career. Here I am uh, at that time, you know, a young 22-year-old kid that um, is getting an experience of a lifetime. I was managing a team of 40 at 22. And um, I was... I was also managing three states, so North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Um, it was just something that I didn't expect coming out of school, um, but I would I would credit it to one my foundation that my family raised me in um, as a young kid, and two the education I got at Elon, which was amazing because they gave us an opportunity to hit the ground running um, from freshman year to get our hands dirty. We had internships from. You know, as Indigo talked about, we had internships from day one um, that built those uh, networks and those connections for us. Um, and that's what we relied on when we got out into the working world. And then after that, um, you know, it was it was really just that personal drive uh, to succeed and, and to, to make something for for myself. And so um, I did that for a couple of years, worked for Red Bull, uh, had an amazing time. Um, and then through an event that I was doing here in Atlanta called Red Bull Soapbox Race, which is that funny event where teams build cars and they race them down uh, Piedmont Park, uh, I met Atlanta Mission. Atlanta Mission put together a team and, and um, entered into that competition. And I'd never heard of them. But uh, I had been praying that God would, would open up a different opportunity for me uh, professionally because I was loving my job. Uh, I was loving that that nine to five, but I just felt like there was more. I was felt I felt like I could use my talents um, for something greater. And so, when I met Atlanta Mission and heard that they needed somebody to come help them do media relations and social media, um, I jumped at the opportunity. And it's been amazing. And I truly believe that nonprofits don't need to think like nonprofits. They can think like a for profit and think Absolutely. innovative. Um, and so. I come from one of the organizations that I believe is the most innovative in this country. I mean, they put a man up in the moon, basically, and, and had him jump from space, and that's Red Bull, um, last year or two years ago. And then now I'm working for a nonprofit that I believe is, is just as innovative in the city. And I tell people all the time, I say, you know, what I get to see in life transformation at the mission every day um, is a type of adrenaline rush that you can't get in a can. I mean, you just can't 
replicate that in a can. And so I haven't traded any innovation or any excitement from going from Red Bull to Atlanta Mission. I get to see um, authentic adrenaline, authentic, um, you know, flight uh, uh, in life. And so I, I'm really blessed. Wow. That's awesome. I, I can tell you, I just, uh, you drew me in, uh, you know, go from, uh, obviously you're on a corporate fast track. You're what they call fast track. Yeah. And to give that up and uh, for Atlanta mission, uh, for you to see that. And, and I think you can relate to a lot of young people. Yeah. My generation, um, it, it's interesting because, you know, we, we want to work for what we're passionate about. Um, and then we also want to spend our money, uh, where our heart is. Right. And mm -hmm. so you're seeing a lot of these brands out there like Tom shoes or charity water or, um, let's see, there's uh, Warby Parker eyewear. And, and these are one for one brands of you buy something and then they give something to uh, a child or a person in need. And um, you're seeing that more because we, you know, my, my generation, younger generation, we're just as passionate about working. We're just as, as um, you know, we're just as inspired to change uh, an organization and, and help an organization grow. Uh, we just, we believe that you can do that while you're helping other people. And, and Indigo's got the, an, an amazing example of that and how she's developed that um, herself, you know, by being successful in her business and then also seeing an opportunity to be successful, um, you know, with a nonprofit or an organization. And so uh, the more that we can do that, I think a city can be self-sustaining. Um, you know, we can, we can create revenue and create business, but then we can also help meet needs that are out there. Um, and so I think there's an awareness that has to uh, come about from companies um, to create a culture uh, of service and change. And um, I think you're going to have an employee group that wants to work for you more uh, if you create a culture that's about pouring into the city. Excellent, Britton. We're listening to Britton Clark. He is the media relations manager and a bright star at, at Atlanta Mission. Uh, the The mission is 75 years old, Britton. And uh, you've, you, what would you say are some of the more notable milestones yeah. uh, that, that's been accomplished? So we started years? in 1938. Um, we started as a soup kitchen on Crew Street in Atlanta to serve men that were displaced from the Great Depression. Um, that's how we started. And I'm so excited to say that even though we started as a soup kitchen in 1938, we're not just a soup kitchen anymore. And, and that's, a, um, that's a compliment because, you know, to see what we provide today um, is amazing. I'll just go through some of our, our highlights. You know, in 1969, um, Atlanta Mission opened the first uh, campus that served women uh, that were facing homelessness in the city and also in the country. So in 1969, Atlanta Mission was the first organization to open a ministry center that served homeless women. Um, that's something that not a lot of people know. Um, mm -hmm. And to take pride in that here for Atlanta um, is, is something that we like to do. And so 1969, uh, we opened that first campus. 1996, um, we were given... Uh, via a donation, Fuqua Hall, 
which is one of our transitional housing buildings that was actually used in 1996 for international media um, during the Olympics. And so it was used as an apartment complex um, that they stayed in. And then after that, it was handed over to us to use for transitional housing. We still use it today. Um, it's an amazing, amazing facility because it plays a key role um, in that transformation of life because when you go from an environment of of uh, no guardrails living on the streets to an environment where you have consistent uh, schedules and expectations in our campus um, then you need a little bit of a middle um, transitional uh, you, you need that transitional uh, house because it provides that that halfway house experience that um, you know, assisted living experience before you transitional, transition out on your own. Um, and then in 2010, we shifted from Atlanta Union Mission to Atlanta Mission. Uh, we rebranded. We went from a lamppost logo to a lantern logo um, for a specific reason because we believe that uh, just what we were talking about, that the future of our organization um, and our city is in our city, it's in our community, and that we believe in a city unified and ending homelessness. And so if we're going to do that, we need to uh, represent that in, in all that we do. And so we shifted our logo from a lamp, lamp post, which is stationary and it's in the ground, to a lantern, which is mobile, and it can be taken out into the city. And uh, and then we went from Atlanta Union Mission to Atlanta Mission because, number one, we didn't want to align with any um, past experiences of what the word union might mean to any anybody. Um, it's if we felt like it was a little bit of a dated word. Um, it could mean even in like um, the Christian or religious groups, it, it could mean one particular de denomination, and we were non-denominational, um, and we didn't uh, we didn't we didn't believe that it. It provided the best opportunity for our story to be told. And so we went to a concise, uh, specific name, and that's Atlanta Mission, because we, we have one mission, and that's to serve the city of Atlanta. Um, and we believe that got more to the point. Um, we didn't, it wasn't the easiest transition, because when you operate for 70 years with one name, um, the city knows you as that name. Um, but we've had some amazing response to what we've done. And um, every now and then we have to remind people that we've rebranded, we've renamed ourselves. Um, but for the most part, people have just taken it and run with it because it just gets back to what are we doing? Our city, our, our mission is, is to serve the city of Atlanta to end homelessness. And that's who we are, period. It's probably easy to get off track. You know, as it yeah. is in any business, in any organization, it's you got to keep the focus. Uh, so, how do you work with businesses and, and corporations in the community? Yeah, we, similar to how I just said, we believe in a city unified to end homelessness. If we're going to end homelessness in Atlanta, it's going to take, um, it's going to take everybody coming together as one, um, to you know, to really show these individuals that were for them, that were with them, and that they matter. Um, any, on any given night in Atlanta, there could be between 8,000 and 10,000 men, women, and children that are homeless on the streets, just in metro Atlanta, not including the, the, uh, the state overall. 
And so we work with some amazing corporate partners to make sure that we're providing the best services that we can. Um, we have an amazing partnerships team. We have an internal team. Um, you know, their, devel- or their, their title is called um, Atlanta Mission Partnerships Team. Um, but they work with our corporate partners, our ministry partners, and our public service providers uh, to make sure that we have the best services, um, for example, the best meal services, the best housing services, the best uh, educational services. So a way that we might do that is, uh, just, just as a small example, but if Chick-fil-A is known for providing the best customer service in a dining experience, then we would go to Chick-fil-A and say, hey, Chick-fil-A, we, we appreciate what you're doing for us financially. We appreciate what you're doing for us uh, by sending a group of employees down to volunteer. But where we can really move the needle is if you start to help us provide an exceptional dining experience in our cafeterias, because that's how we're going to show these individuals that come to us that glimpse of hope, that little sliver of hope so that way they can receive help and change the course uh, change that trajectory of their life and so what we're going to do moving forward is um, identify key partners in the city um, key partners that we're already working with and also key partners that we would like to work with um, and ask them to come alongside of us in our mission of ending homelessness. Because it's, it's one thing for a company or an organization to come to you and say, hey, we've got 50 individuals that want to serve. What can we do? Or we've got 50 individuals that want to serve and we want to come cook a meal for you. We accept that and we receive that and we appreciate that. But how much stronger is it if we can go to an organization like Delta or Coca-Cola or Chick-fil-A and say, hey, you do this really well. And here's our mission, and here, here's how that fits into what we want to do. Let's come together, and let's magnify our outcome, and let's let that impact be multiplied. And um, we're excited about what we're going to do. We're, we think that we can revolutionize the way that people, uh, the way that organizations work with corporate partners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an overnight change, um, but in the next year to two years, we're going to start seeing some, some awesome impact. Tell us a little bit about the, you know, do you rely on volunteers? Yes, volunteers are a big part of uh, what we do every day. I mean, we we have volunteers that help us cook meals, prepare meals, buy meals. Um, They come and help us uh, provide educational courses, resume building classes, um, interview prep courses, child care, and, and then honestly, it's, they just come and, and develop relationships with those that we serve. Because we believe that it's that life-on-life relationship that, that prompts somebody to change um, their circumstances. Because if you have somebody who's invested in your life and if they're pouring into your life, whether it is a volunteer or a staff member or a fellow resident or, or client, as we call them, um, then you have something to look forward to, right? It's not just you battling um, that mountain by yourself. It's you're going through it with somebody else. And so volunteers for us, uh, are key because number one, they help us, um, fill a role, right. But then they also provide relationships, um, and accountability opportunities for those that we serve. We're listening to Britton Clark, uh, with Atlanta mission. Uh, this is an awesome conversation. I, uh, uh, 
you know, I can only imagine the challenges because of the growth, trying to stay ahead of it as, as Atlanta has grown over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, what a remarkable uh, mission you guys are on. Uh, Britton, tell us, uh, tell our listeners how they can get involved with Atlanta Mission and uh, what's the best way to contact you and your organization? Yeah, the best way to get involved with us is uh, to visit us on our website. That's www.atlantamission.org. Um, and in addition to that, we are uh, an organization that's uh, that's asking the city to to come around us. And so, um, you know, you can help us in a couple of ways. Number one would be uh, to invest in our organization and the transformation that that we believe in. So that could be uh, via time or monetary gifts, uh, but then also your voice. Um, you know, especially for the younger generations out there, uh, we realize that our voice is, is one of the strongest tools that we have right now. Um, and so if, if our listeners want to go and, and help us, uh, they can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ATL Mission. It's not spelled out completely. It's at ATL Mission. Or on Facebook, um, facebook.com backslash Atlanta Mission. And uh, just tell all of your friends about the the amazing transformation that's happening inside your city every day. Um, because as I started this conversation and by saying that the individuals that we serve every day are the future of this city, just as much as the young generation that's up and coming through school, because if we can restore a life, if we can transform a life of someone that is out there on the streets, um, you never know. They can be the next CEO. They could be on this radio station next week. That's a hard reality, isn't it? Thank you, Britton. We appreciate you uh, and what you guys are doing over there at Atlanta Mission. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. We'd like to thank our guest today from Careers in Transition, Indigo Triplet. Thank you. And from Atlanta Mission, Brit Britton Clark. I'm Dominic Rainey with CDI Managed Services, where we work with companies to maximize their investment in IT infrastructure and cloud solutions and support. To listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions and cloud solutions and support, CDI Managed Services is your Silver Lining in the Cloud. <laughs>